0: Hey y'all! It's Walt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's a hump day, and I have a commute home, and the Interstate is a friggin' parking lot as always. Ever since this whole flooding mess, we're almost back to full speed here after the flood. There's some there's a lot of streets that are you know they're open. It's just some of them are one lane each way because the roads are all jacked up. Whether it's you know sinkholes and whatnot. Potholes. Yeah, we get potholes in Houston too. I mean, I thought when I moved here, with the roads being flat and also in a straight line. By the way, yeah, every road here in Houston's flat and in a straight line. I figured the condition of the roads wouldn't be too bad, but it, actually, it's worse. You know, Pittsburgh has its issues because, well, for one thing, Pittsburgh's very mountainous. Whereas Houston is pretty much a giant swamp, so if you're building infrastructure on a swamp, you're gonna have problems because it gets very wet. Right, right. So, going over some topics here. The first one I'm gonna start out with is obviously the James Franklin issue that you uh, know happened on on Saturday, but we're on we're on Wednesday now, and we're still talking about it not so much pit fans in general, but meet local media, who one person from our flagship station, who I won't uh, mention his name, writes an article about it, I mean, think about this, this happened on a Wednesday, not a Wednesday, I'm sorry, a Saturday, and we're on Wednesday, and and we're still writing articles about it, for God's sakes, it's over, I didn't really care that he did it, I mean, it doesn't bother me. You know, he's playing a lesser opponent. He beat the crap out of them. And he stepped on, stepped on their neck at the end of it. We're going to say he curb stomped them. So, people got enraged over him. Maybe, you know, James Franklin is embracing this whole bad guy role. After being pit, he, can, he keep, compares him to Akron, pretty much. Now he does this. But... If anything, could be maybe he's a little cocky. He's feeling good about himself, obviously, because all the hard work he's put in the last few years with recruiting and whatnot has paid off. I mean, he won, he just won a Big Ten title, finished in the top ten. His team was right now number four. And if the play, and if the season probably ended right now, uh, they would still actually you know they would they would still be in the outside looking in probably in the playoffs. So he's riding a big wave right now. And It's going to get even bigger now because the Big Ten season, the Big Ten season kicks in, and he's got Iowa coming up. But he's got a big, he's got a big slate coming up with you know Ohio State, and Michigan coming up. So I mean, he's he's in a rough stretch right now. So it will, it's not going to be easy for him. I mean, he's going to be, I think, at Ohio State. I think, yeah, at Ohio State, he's got. But as long as J T. Barrett keeps sucking. They should have no problem winning that game. But he also, but he's got, and they, plus he's got Michigan, but he's got Michigan at home, which is even better for him. So, I mean, the, the rest of the schedule is pretty much a cakewalk for him until he gets to the you know, championship game. So, yeah, the guy is obviously feeling good about himself. I don't give a shit sorry excuse my language just got a text message and really I didn't get you it was informational text and of course I said I didn't give a there which is what you get when you live podcast with me driving in a car but yeah he's you know he's got it made right now and you can't blame him for it at all but Sometimes there's those humbling moments we all get, and of course, he, you know, he was on that wave last year. He he had a humbling moment, a very humbling moment in the Rose Bowl. You know, where they blew that lead and I guess a a third, I think a four loss USC team. That was the funny part. Was you know but Penn State was up big in that game people were saying they were they made their case and they really didn't because they were struggling against a USC team that was a four loss team so no they didn't make no case at all all they did was strengthen the argument for Ohio State if they really wanted to make their case they would have blew out USC which they didn't they struggled with them and that was that so spare me the whole uh, state your case crap but really what I'm more enraged with than anything else than James Franklin freezing a kicker is the fact that we are in year 3 of this Pat Narduzzi era and our defense sucks ass his first year defense was somewhat tolerable, but last year it, it was really bad, and this year it's even it's, it looks even worse. And coupled with the fact that the article comes out about them not remembering how to what they were doing. They have they they had the technique right, they had the coverage right, they weren't I mean to me that's alarming. I mean I mean seriously you went to a you went to a game and you forgot how to play And you know Pan Rizy feels good about the film I mean here's what really happened in this game The defense had a big grudge match against Penn State which had a high powered offense. And of course, after that was over, they had to go face Oklahoma State which had another tough physical offense as well. Fast. Pip pretty much decided the to call today. The day. Decide, hey, you know, we're not going to we're not we're not fighting this. Just take, just beat us. That's really what happened. They said the hell with it, and they just freaking quit. And on top of that, the offense didn't help much either. And I had a poster jump. I had somebody reply to simply reply my podcast. Actually, I, I, I appreciate his listen. He, he's not crazy about um, Danucci as the quarterback. And I guess I based Danucci being better because of the fact that he, he moved the ball and he stopped the bleeding. And of course people said there were some passes he could, that could have picked off and yeah, he turned the ball over as well. But, uh, you know, I respect his opinion because, you know, that's just what it is. You know, we're allowed to have different opinions and just as long as you respect them, hey, I I respect, I'm actually surprised somebody actually listened to my podcast. (laughs) That's the fun, that's. That's what I was. That's when I was. Uh, got, when I got my first got the reply. I was like, "Should he listen to this? He understood it." Yeah, you know, Mark. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Keep rolling. Let's hope you're right about Max Brown, and I'm wrong, because I like to be wrong. But the thing is. is um, just like last podcast, I was under the impression Pitt was playing Rice this week, they're not, obviously. That's what happens when you're on call from the hospital and you get no sleep. You get all, everything. It's all jacked up. Your memory, your mind, and whatnot. And now I just need this next week to friggin' decompress it all. So they're going to Georgia Tech, which is going to be a third... third really. Tough physical team, they're gonna play in a row, and whether they like it or not, they're gonna have to show up. I mean, they, I mean, whatever it is, get it fixed. If you're forgetting your technique, your ski, whatever it is for that arc, why red and the PG, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm sure these guys have played football their whole lives. They should know what the hell they're doing. So, yeah, that was the frustrating part of it all. I mean, just hearing those type of comments. And, you know, if if Pat Pat Doozy really wouldn't have a media blackout, he should have had it after that game. Because I sure as hell didn't need to read that crap. Oof. So... You know that's all because I wanted to. I wanted to talk about another tire topic, but I guess I'll talk about Georgia Tech again. Tech loves to run the ball because it's Paul Johnson, and it seems to. It's crazy. I mean, the guy wins games with this scheme. I didn't think he'd get too far with this scheme or let him keep a job, but he's. It's done wonders for him. You know. I mean, hey, I love this type of old school offense and the fact he can make this work. the fact that he can line up and just bruise up the other team. So again, Pitt's gonna be in for another type of tough physical game. I mean tech brings in every you know every every year. Pitts won the last two meetings each by a field goal, both by blewett, as you know. He um, he, boomed that long, the long field goal two years ago. We got the yes from Pat from uh, Pat Bostick, as y'all remember. And that was a big win for Pitt, a huge win. And they just kept it going. And again, again this past year they won they won again by a field goal. And I think it shanked the upright and just like went in, <laughs> they let the clock run down. I think that was the game. I don't know. I just know it was a close game. But I mean, the two beings before that, Tech had our number, especially the you know the the one game we played them. We we enveloped pit script where it was you know Steve Pearson's last you know desperate move to get some some uh, positivity going because people just turned on them. It's a, shame it's a shame, you know, we still, you know, it's a shame, you know, Chancellor Nordenburg resigned when he did. Because, you know, if we could have kept, you know, Peterson for a few more years, I mean, we, uh, we managed to get the script back. Maybe if we kept him for a few more years, he could have got us the only campus stadium back. You know, we could have had that nice little stadium Panther Hollow or just tear down paws of our hall. That's my dream is to turn on pause bar, put a stadium there, although we probably would ruin the Shimli, whatever that thing is, that little park green space they put in. But think about that. You'd have it right there under the cathedral over you. And just imagine, after a pit win, you get to look up at the cathedral and you get to see the lights come on from, from your seat in the stadium. I mean, it would be freaking glorious. Tell me you wouldn't want that. It would be definitely better than watching those freaking ketchup bottles. Poor freaking, uh, whatever, that digital crap going in the red zone. Which leads me to my next topic. Attendance. Yes. I'm going to drop some reality on people here. Oklahoma State is a very good team, obviously. But to the casual football fan in Pittsburgh, they don't care about Oklahoma State. They don't watch. A lot of them don't watch college football like we do. They don't. I find that a lot of people that hate college sports never went to college and there's a good bit of them I'm not saying all of them do, all of them are like that but there's a good majority of them if they never went to college they they just don't like college sports at all they have no relation because maybe because they have no relation to it because they ain't go but you don't have to have a relation to you know you don't have to have, you don't have to go to college to relate to college sports. Hell, there's other ways you can relate to relate to it. You can gamble. Gambling always helps. It helps relate really to all kinds of sports. I mean, uh, I would say you know DFS doing Fanduel. Shoot, I knew more about the NBA after that than anything else? Although, man, I, I mean, I watched the Rockets, but I knew more about the players then than anything else. Because <laughs> I had to I had to choose my players. But yeah, the casual fan of Pittsburgh is not going to is not going to care about Oklahoma State. Maybe if it's Penn State, West Virginia, because you know you got all those you know redneck oh uh, yeah hoopies. I shouldn't say rednecks in today's in today's America. That's a bit. I'm probably labeling them, you know, them pretty bad, Pain with a broad brush, but um. Penn State, Notre Dame, and West Virginia. There you go. And, of course, there's Nebraska, and Nebraska likes to travel, too. So, as far as how the conference goes, you know, outside of those, you know, Penn State, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Pitt's not really going to draw anything else unless they schedule Ohio State or Michigan. That's about it. Maybe even, well, you know, Pitt did schedule Michigan State one year and the stain wasn't that full. But, I mean, the casual football fan isn't going to show up to watch Oklahoma State. I'm sorry. They're, I mean, they're, at the end of the day, they're just Oklahoma State. The name carries weight in the Midwest, obviously. But in the Northeast it doesn't. Maybe if Ben Roethlisberger went to went to Oklahoma State maybe more fans show up but that's about it but the pit football attendance issues is just a tired ass issue so, It just is what it is. It's been that way for years. Pitt moved into a 65,000 seat stadium at Hinesfield with hopes that they would fill that thing up. And that that, that dream was realized in 2003 when, it, when that stadium was packed every game. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I went to that first game with Kent State. I mean, it was Kent State by all things but it was just so refreshing to be in that full stadium and they just kicked the snot out of Kent State I mean it was freaking great but now you know with how that season turned out which was a shame they um had the momentum. Larry Fitzgerald was a Heisman Trophy front runner. And they were shooing to win the win the Big East. And they were um all they had to do was beat Miami in that last game of the season. As bad as stuff turned out that year, the cluster you know, the cluster screw ups that you know with Notre Dame you know blowing the Notre Dame game up, although Notre Dame wasn't you know it wasn't a conference you know game but um West Virginia they lost that game they were still in at the end and all they had to do was beat Miami and they were in the Orange Bowl and they couldn't do it and Miami wasn't even that good that, that's that's when you know things started to fall apart in Miami that's when you know, when they lost to Virginia Tech that year, and it wasn't cl- and it, it wasn't even close, you saw that momentum they built up under Bush Davis Larry Coker falling down the tubes. Because you know it didn't, it didn't matter how, you know, who they lost or whatever, they always beat Virginia Tech, and Tech hammered them that year. But Pitt would manage you know beat Tech you know that year as well. But yeah, all I had to do was be Miami, and they just couldn't do it. And that's and that's the shameful part. It doesn't matter how bad Miami sucks; they always beat us. It's frustrating. It's a frustrating thing. And after that, it was all downhill. But but uh, Pitt had a slight resurgence under Dave Wonstadt. He um, the year. 2010 or 2009, I believe. Yeah, 2009, when they made that run to the Big, try to win the Big East. They did pretty well attendance-wise. I mean, it wasn't 2003, you know, full, but it was. They were hitting almost 50,000 a game, I think, core the numbers. And it, it all built up to that Cincinnati game, when the stadium was packed, and Pitt did what they do best. Yep, unfortunately. But that's just how it goes. And that's the thing. Pitts, you know, Pitts gonna get probably 40 to 50,000 a game. you know, and if, I mean, that's just how it is. It just depends on the product. If the product sucks, they'll get they're, they're, they'll get 35,, 40. But if it's decent, they'll get 45, 50. But uh, the program just is what it is. I mean, it's a seven, eight win program at, at best. Pat us Patterson can pull off some miracles with these with these rec- good players he recruited. It's going to be you know be more of the same. You know, so all I can say is if you lo- if you love Pitt, keep going to the games, keep supporting, because trust me, there there's plenty of programs that you know win seventy games a year maybe, and they're getting seventy thousand for a game. I mean, look at Tennessee. PFC is mediocre as hell, and they still pack their stadium. There's a lot of programs like that. It happens. Oh, fuck. Excuse my language, but with Pitt, I mean, it's different. You know, the fans, you know, if it's not good, they're just not going to show up. You know, because you got one side saying, you know, if you want Pitt to have this, you got to show up. you got the other side saying, until Pitt puts out a product, I'm not giving them any money. I'm not going <laughs> to make that drive, make that flight. I'm not doing any of that. Whereas you got higher programs like Nebraska. is oh, Nebraska's one of them. They'll show them no matter what because they love Nebraska football. But I mean, with Pitt, the love affair is a bit different. You know, it just is what it is. I mean, it's a, just a different breed. I think we're. I think we're. I think. the fans were more cynical. Whereas other fan bases, the Kool is just drinking. But. Anyways. I'll end it here. So. Let's hope for a uh, better game on Saturday. Hopefully they show up and hopefully they remember how to tackle. Because God forbid. As far as the offense goes, I mean... Hopefully they get this figured out. Who you want to start. and maybe, you know, Max Brown getting pulled at the half, maybe that sets a little fire under his ass and realizes, hey <laughs> we wanted to give you this, this stunning job and of course we're going to pull it from you now because you're obviously not holding up your end of the bargain You're actually when we, when we, when we uh, accepted your uh, transfer, we were hoping you would actually show up and play and execute, you're not doing it so we got to rely on this guy So, we may let you play against Tech, but you're going to have to execute. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it before, but I mean, like I said, Rod Rutherford, his first year, I mean, his first year as a starter, he got pulled for Palco, and after that, he had a, you know, Palco didn't do all that great. But it lit, you know, lit a fire under Rutherford, and he ended up taking the job back. It was his to keep until he graduated. Palco got pulled in his first year too, for Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco at the time was a statue, and he was there briefly because Pitt's offensive line was so bad. They could have Dan Marino back there, and it wouldn't have even been any better. But after that, it lit up under Palco, and that was that. So maybe it works for Max Brown, but you know he's been pulled several times already. that I don't know if it will. He's been pulled two games in a row. Third time's a charm, maybe? Who knows? But uh, anyways, how to pit, good luck on Saturday. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you wanna know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car,